It's That's Lit with me, Shazzy D, here on Triple H 100.1 FM. And joining me today is Alyssa Derrick, also known as Global Gal. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Not a problem at all. So, Global Gyal, it is, you have a blog, you have a YouTube channel as well. Can you uh-huh. take us back to when it all started? How did you kick things off? Wow, uh, that's a good question. So, I think Global Gyal as the brand started just before I moved to New Zealand. So, born and raised in the Caribbean, and I'd graduated university and decided. I wanted to move to New Zealand. I was going to save and move. The country was beautiful. When I spoke to people about, you know, New Zealand, they're like, it's absolutely amazing. So I said I had to go. And a lot of my family and friends were like, oh, you know, make sure you keep us updated. This is what we want to see. Tell us what you're doing. And I was like, this is a lot of people who could keep updated, you know? And so somebody suggested that I should do a blog. I was never really into blogs and stuff, but I was like, this is going to make my life 10 times easier. So I was thinking about how I could actually do it. And I was like, I got to come up with a funky name. So a few of my friends were brainstorming and they came up with Global Gyal. And then I just ran with it. I loved it. It was perfect for my personality. And I was like, yes, I'm going to update my Caribbean people about (laughs) what life is like in New Zealand on the other side of the world. So I, I would say that's, that's how Global Girl started. So it is, you know, a travel blog. So it's all exploring, you know, your adventures, essentially. Have you always enjoyed traveling? I have always enjoyed traveling. I've been fortunate enough where when I was, I was traveling from a young age, my mother would take us on vacation and throw my mom and my dad um, to the U.S. We'd go to Disneyland and stuff or different Caribbean islands. I was traveling for netball or for um, choir and different things like that. So from a young age, I was exposed to it. And I knew I, I liked it, but I didn't realize how much. And it was when I went to to university, I was studying in Canada it's a gigantic school. It had about 52,000 people. And my island had about, like, 90,000. So it was almost the size of my, my island population. And I met so many people from different places in the world. Um, Nigeria, Tanzania, India, Pakistan. Like, just everywhere. And I was like, these people are so cool. And I remember seeing a world map on the school grounds. And I looked, trying to find my island. It's a speck on the map. And then I zoomed on and I looked at Canada, where it was. And then I looked at the rest of the world. And I'm like, I know people from here, they're everywhere. And just my university experience, I think, definitely solidified me loving travel and just realizing how great it is, just learning what you learn from it and just meeting different people and trying their food and different stuff like that. So I think that's what really solidified it. But I would say that I did enjoy, really like travel. But that's when I was like, I love travel. Oh my, oh my gosh, your experience is like almost similar to mine because you so you're originally from Antigua and Barbuda. Yeah, Antigua and Barbuda. Yeah. Yes. Okay, had to make sure I got that right. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you said you you went to a uni in Canada. Where? Which uni? I went to York University. Ah, okay. Well, I went to the University yeah. of British Columbia. That was in Vancouver, and oh my gosh, I loved it. Wow, nice. 
yeah. Yes, yes. Canada's great. And how big? Yeah, yeah. How big? I I don't know. Like where? Where do you? Are you originally from Australia? So I'm originally um, from Uganda, but yeah. then born in Botswana and then moved to Australia. So I've also been a bit. I've been a bit everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yes. So you left Australia to go to. University of British Columbia. Uh, yes, yeah, so I went there just for a few months. It was like one one semester, and that was during my yeah. uni. So I was studying, you know, here in Australia, but I went over there yeah. for one semester. Best experience nice. of my life. And yeah, it also... Yes! Yeah, and it like gave me the travel bug, as they say. Like, after I did exactly. that experience, I was like, I love this thing. Exactly, exactly. And that, that was it for me. So after Canada, I graduated and I realized, or, you know, I don't want to go back home mm. right now. I don't want to get a job. What do you want to do? And I said, I don't have money, but I have time. Mm. You know, I'm not restricted by anything. So I planned this two and a half month trip to go to South Africa, to go to the United Arab Emirates, to go to the U.S. and to Barbados. And then I was like, boom, this is the best thing ever. Like that, if anything, my experience in Canada was kind of like, setting on the fishing wheel and then that trip was just like oh i am hooked for sure you meet people do this all the time mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah canada is canada's a great place yeah for <laughs> sure and so you've traveled a bit around and you headed all the way to the other side of the world to new zealand um new zealand, what was yeah. that like Going to New Zealand, it's it's funny. It it's on it's on the other side of the world. Uh, my experience, I think, was unique in a, in a sense because when I arrived in New Zealand, I basically already had so many connections mm-hmm. where I felt so grounded. And I, I told a friend this. I was like, you know what? I'm not even scared right now because I know that the people that I know. For instance, I'm not going to be pastor in the gutter and nobody's going to know me. Like, I'm going to have a place to sleep at night Mm. if I need to have one. And that is because, super unintentionally, I, like I said, I decided I was going to travel to New Zealand. I was going to save, work in my country for two years, save to move. And the first thing that happened was six months in, I took a trip to another Caribbean island, St. Kitts for the weekend with my family and we went on a boat cruise and this boat cruise had these four women who were like just going crazy having a great old time anyways it was a lunch break and I was like I feel like I've done this before let me do something different so I sat down at the table with the ladies and introduced myself I said hey can I sit here they were like yeah no problem turns out they're each from different Caribbean islands but they live in New Zealand wow and I was like this is insane. I was like, I'm moving to New Zealand. They're like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm going there in a year and a half. You know? <laughs> but I, I want to go, I'm going. And they're like, awesome, awesome. They're like, we're from the Caribbean. We're the president of the Western News Association of, of New Zealand. What? The secretary, the treasurer. And I was like, what do you mean there's the Western News Association of New Zealand? That's completely insane. I was so mind blown. So just knowing the fact that there's Caribbean people out there, and then I know some of these Caribbean people. I was like, what? So I kept in contact with mm. um, one of the women, and she's the one that picked me up from the airport in New Zealand. So that's, that's like one side of it. But then my family as well, I thought that I would have to 
you know, kind of convince them of it. Say I'm super crazy for mm-hmm. moving to New Zealand. So I was like, hey, y'all, guess what? I'm going to move to New Zealand in a year. And y'all can come on vacation. I think we should all do a family vacation in New Zealand. And to my surprise, they weren't like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. They were like, are you going to New Zealand? That's fantastic. We know people in New Zealand. They'll take really good care of you. I was like, what do you mean you know people in New Zealand? Turns out there were two New Zealand families who moved to Antigua mm-hmm. in the 80s or like the 70s and 80s and happened to move into like a house in, in the neighborhood of my family mm-hmm. and they befriended my family and they became great friends and 40 years later are still friends to this day. Like that's my dad's generation and stuff. So my dad grew up with now their kids and different things like that. So they were like, yeah, really sweet people, you know, just reach out to them, we'll get their contact information for you. So before I went, I relied on them and like I asked them a few questions and they were like, if you need a place to stay, you know, for when you first get there, no problem, you can stay by us. So when I arrived in New Zealand, I mean, I had that woman who was the president of the West Indian Association. And then I also had these other two families when we were in Christchurch and um, their kids were in Auckland um, to really just rely on. So I did feel really, I guess, like I had a solid backing even when I got there. But just in terms of arriving, it was way easier for that transition because Mm. I I, I wasn't going to get lost um, from the airport or something. But just arriving in New Zealand, I was kind of like, whoa. I wasn't sure what to expect. I'm like, is it going to be a big city? I feel mm. like Auckland. Is it going to be a big city? Is it not? I was lucky to have lived in Toronto. So I was like, you know what? Toronto is a big city. If I can survive Toronto, I can survive Auckland. And it was it was great. It wasn't as big as I thought. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was surprised by that. But it was beautiful. Auckland as a city is a very pretty city. It's very green. And I was like, you know, just in the end, I guess I didn't know what to expect. But... It was it was cool, smaller than I thought, but yeah. So I was like, okay, this is this is New Zealand. It sounds to me like New Zealand, almost in a way, was a place you know you were meant to go or to start off your journey. It sounds like all these happy coincidences tied together yes. to make it a smooth transition for you. Yes, you have put it in the perfect <laughs> words. I do, I do think so. You are so right. Just like, yeah, it's like I took this risk, mm. but it, it was a smooth transition. Yeah. The country itself wasn't as big as I thought it was, mm. but I think that was perfect because, I mean, it's the first time I'm I'm now 17 hours ahead of <laughs> most of my phone book contacts, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm adjusting to that. I'm adjusting to just the way that the city works, people mm. live, you know, the working environment, um, that kind of stuff, and just traveling solo travel at that mm. you know i was exploring for the first month and a half on a bus tour and i do think that it gave me the confidence now where i'm like yeah i'm gonna rock up to any country that i want and yes i may know people or i may not but you know what i've survived so mm. it's it'll make it that much better and, and coming to sydney as well mm-hmm. um coming from new zealand that definitely helped to prop me up because yeah, because you came here like straight said, after, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I came here straight after, so yeah. I was like, I could 
for sure handle Australia. Yes, it's way bigger than New Zealand, but it's, I mean, they share similar stuff. So, you know, the different cultural things, the different words and stuff, I was like, what they experience in New Zealand is kind of what they experience here in Australia. So mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be able to relate more mm-hmm. or faster to people here in Australia. And so, yeah, it was, it did make for a smooth transition for, mm-hmm. for what I'm doing now. It, it was a great starting point, like mm-hmm. you said. And it's also the furthest, one of the furthest places on the map of the world mm. so it's like okay start far and work my way back in yes work your way yes. that's right yes so yes, yes, yes. in your travels all right so mm-hmm. you've been you know around parts in the north and now you're down here the southern parts what has been one of your you know most favorite experiences since okay we're going to narrow it down since coming to australia <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna be you know pick favorites and say yes. australia <laughs> Since coming to Australia, I would have to say I took a trip up north to, I did Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. I did Townsville, and I did a town called Babinda. And Babinda is about 45 minutes outside of Cairns. And I would have to say my experience in Babinda was probably the best one. Okay, why so? Yes, because I didn't know what to expect. Again, it comes with a story about a connection. So when I moved to Australia, my dad is like, hey, I know people in Australia, and he gives me his phone numbers and tells me to reach out. One lives in town, two people live in Townsville, one lives in Cairns slash Babinda. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it turns out the guy that lives in Babinda is somebody who, an Australian guy who flew to the Caribbean almost 15 years ago to watch a West Indies cricket game. And befriended my father. My father befriended him in the crowd. They became good friends after one day of lots of alcohol and cricket. And next thing you know, the next time he visits for another cricket match, the guy's staying by my dad. And the guy's been to, like, my birthday party at home. I can't remember any of this. But he's like, yeah, I've been to your birthday parties and stuff. So anyway, so I'm coming up there. I want to go to do the Great Barrier Reef. So I said, so he's like, definitely you could come and stay by me. But then there's about 45 minutes out of Cairns. Mm-hmm. It is a tiny, tiny Australian town. It has about a thousand people. Mm-hmm. You know, one school, one hospital, one vet that comes up like once a week, mm-hmm. one butcher, one supermarket. And I was with his family. He has a wife and two kids, two sons. And it was, it was just this country Australian life and I learned so much more I feel as though about Australia and you know just just in the middle of nowhere Australia kind of mm. <clears throat> than I did since the 10 months that I was even living in Sydney because just the way that they talk I learned Australian lingo mm. they let their kids run outside with like no shoes and they're like five and three and mm. you know just run in the yard and yeah. picking firewood and all this kind of stuff and they're drinking beers and you know just just that kind of camaraderie i guess it reminded me of home in mm. a sense but yeah. in another way and hearing all the stories about the wild hogs in the backyard and the <laughs> snake they fall behind their fridge and you know this and that and we went to watch uh i think it was an afl game or something mm-hmm. and you know really get into that and they were breaking down the whole football terminology because i was like okay what do y'all call football here? Yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. 
in so many places. So I really, really love that experience. And then I think what solidified it is just that tie to the Caribbean again. This guy, this man in back in Norway, Australia, kind of. Mm. Sorry, Babinda, I love you. Um, <laughs> no, it was my dad, and he was like, we were sharing stories about him. And next thing you know, he pulls out this CD from a very popular artist from my island, and he's, he's playing it on the, on the on his radio, and all of us are, like, jamming to it, even his little kids and stuff. And he pulls out this T-shirt that he got from a cricket game back in Antigua. And I was like, what are you doing? How do you even have this shirt? Not so many people back home have this shirt. So I think that experience was great, mm. my favorite. And then the icing on top was that I got to snorkel at the Great Barrier Reef Ooh, in beautiful. that area. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love the ocean. And that was one of the things. I did want to dive, but mm. I wasn't able to because mm. um, I had some medical issues. Mm. But yeah, I got to snorkel and I loved it. And I'm like, I have to go back. I have to dive there. Yeah. But yeah, that was really the icing on top. But just that whole experience was, was my favorite, probably. I felt like I got the, the Australian, a taste of, Aust- of Australian culture. Nice. Yes. And so you have a YouTube channel. Um, yes, I do. Was that something you had always, you know, planned on having when you kind of started your blog? Not necessarily. I'd say maybe it crossed my mind, but I, I think I thought about writing for writing first at mm. least. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. Like I said, it was really just for me to update people. Mm-hmm. And so let me say, no, I didn't intend to mm-hmm. go with a YouTube channel, but it was halfway through my time in New Zealand, actually in the earlys when I was traveling and I was still trying to figure out, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. What do you love to do? And that that's always been a thing for me. If, if I'm working hard, if I'm overworking, do something that you love mm. You know, this is going to cause you stress, make sure it's something that you love. So I thought about me just traveling. I'm like, you absolutely love traveling. And people are, they like what you're, what you're sharing with them. You know, you're getting positive feedback from them. So I was like, maybe you could do this global girl thing full time. So that's, that's where I encouraged myself. It took me a while even to start the website. I moved to New Zealand in February. And I started the website in November because I was just terrified. I was like, I, I don't know how to and do that, this. And that I was don't know what I'm doing. February 2018? February 2018, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I knew I wanted to share my experiences, but I was like, I need to get this blog. And mm. I think it's after doing the blog for a little while and people were like, oh, actually, you know what? Yes, that's exactly it. People mm. were like, oh, you know, you should do videos. You're so funny because I would up- update my Instagram on different tracks I was doing or whatever it is I was up to. People were like, you should do videos. And I was like, mm, you know, maybe maybe I could. I, I figured out eventually how to do this website thing. I don't know anything about video editing, but maybe I should do that. And I think after doing a little bit of research, I realized that there are people who are making full-blown, you know, full-time incomes from YouTube, mm. from traveling, from how-to videos, from different stuff like that. So I said, you know what, maybe maybe this can work. But at the same time as well, when I, I think when I decided to do it, I was like, maybe I will get something from it, maybe I won't, but it's still something that's fun to do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, definitely didn't originate that. So 
I was saying, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. It's just along the process. I was like, hey, let me try this out. So I launched that in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. Again, I was scared. I was like, you don't know what you're doing. You've never edited anything before. You know, just all that talk in your head. And it's been two and a half months, and I'm just like, why didn't you start this sooner? <laughs> why did that fair get in the way? This is great. I've learned so much. It is a lot of hard work mm-hmm. editing the videos. I literally, it's hours on in days and stuff like that, just doing it. But I like what I'm sending out for people. And if it inspires somebody to travel, I would love that. It would make my heart warm my heart. Oh, wonderful. And speaking of, you know, inspiring people to travel and you yourself yes. being a predominantly, you, you solo travel. Yes, you solo travel. Yes, yes, yeah. What advice would you give to someone, you know, Australia, Australians love traveling. Okay, we love traveling. But if there's someone out there <laughs> who has not gone on their first solo trip yet, what advice would you give them? I would say for their first solo trip, so yeah. somebody who... Who's never uh, gone guess, outside of the country and is like, I just want to, I want to go. Yeah. I would say take comfort in knowing that you're not the first person to do it mm-hmm. and you won't be the last. Mm-hmm. So you might, you're probably really scared, you know, you're not sure how this is going to work. What do I do when I land? If you're searching on the internet and everything's so overwhelming because everybody's saying, you got to do this, you got to do that, da 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 I'm just, yeah, rela- I would say take a step back, relax, and realize that many people in this world have traveled, have done solo trips before, have come out on the other end very safe, and have said it is amazing. So take comfort in that and try to, try to calm your nerves and realize, you know what, you can do this, you got this, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. and go for it. Take advantage of the opportunity because if, if you have that window, time is a very funny thing. If you have that window, take it. I can definitely see all the people, a lot of my mother's friends, so people in their 50s and 60s and stuff, are following my journey and I think they love the fact that I'm that I'm just, just going for it and they're like, you have no kids, you have no responsibility right now. Definitely take advantage and go for it. And that, that speaks to me because I feel as though they're at the age and stage in their life or maybe they, they wish they had the opportunity. So take advantage of the opportunity and do it. If you're thinking about doing it, don't think, just do, figure it out later. That would be my piece of advice. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Alyssa, thanks so much for coming onto the show and speaking with me. Not a problem. Thank you very, very much for having me and allowing me a platform to talk about Global Gyal, especially uh, definitely still new in the game, but I'm working towards and with the help of people from your show who are listening, I will hopefully get to a place where, you know, this is my full-time thing, traveling the world and sharing my experiences as a Caribbean girl one, one day at a time. One day at a time. And... If you want to know more about Global Girl, you can head on over to her social media. You can head on over to her YouTube page, which is Global Girl, G-Y-A-L, as well as her Facebook page and her Instagram page. All with the same handle, correct? Yes, yes. Global underscore Girl for 
Instagram, and then just Global Gyal on YouTube and um, Facebook. Gyal is how we say girl in the Caribbean. So yes, I love that. So Global Gyal, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much.